Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and joining me today, his toddler wants Velcro sneakers, but he bought her some, he bought her some men's Danner boots instead. It's Justin Hausman. Do they make, I bet they do make little like $400 toddler, like full grain leather hikers, I bet. Imagine trying to get those on to a child's foot. Dude, Sh- shoes are the bane of raising children. Like that's the hardest thing about raising children is shoes. <laughs> Well, yeah, they, uh, I, I, this morning was, you know, the usual battle, like get your, okay, that's the wrong foot. That's the wrong foot. Yeah. That's still the wrong foot. Like just how, how hard is this? But yeah. Have you done the thing yet where you literally hand the, like a kid to the daycare person and then hand the shoes? To the daycare no, person? no, but they, they, they tell me that's fine. I just love that you, when you look at all the other kids, like half of them have shoes on the wrong feet. It's like, it's apparently it's fine. Yeah. It seems yeah. so intuitive to me. Like, I'll be like, look, the toes point at each other. Do you, how do you not, what are you, three? How do you not understand this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so today we're going to get caught up on what we've been doing in our outdoorsy lives, as well as talks through some outdoor industry related headlines. I definitely have a few things I want to talk about what I've been up to the last couple of weeks. It's been a while since we've had a conversation like this. So uh, do, do you want to kick it off? I know you've been busy uh, between work and family life. Do you have any uh, fun outdoorsy things you've been trying to trying to squeeze in while being I a solo a, parent? The only, not really, except that I'm going backpacking next week and I haven't gone backpacking nice. since my four-year-old was born. So figure a year before, I think I went when my wife was pregnant. So it's probably been like four and a half years or something. Are you going solo? Yeah. Um, so I'm going, uh, I've also never backpacked in Yosemite before. So, uh, I'm pretty stoked. I got a permit that's kind of hard to get randomly. And, but what's, what's gnarly though, is I wasn't going to do that. I originally was going to go to an area called Twin Lakes, which is a little, um, bit, uh, North of Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And, um, for this loop I've always wanted to do, but there's just so much fucking snow. Like everything yeah. is like all the big loops that are actually, that are above like 10,000 feet are impassable unless you, you know, well, even if you have like crampons and stuff, it's just not that pleasant, you know? So are so, you choosing um, a route then that it kind of keeps you, I'm sure you'll top out cause you're going to be in the Sierra at some point you're going to be up on snow, but are, yeah, are you oh, mostly yeah, trying to snow. stay below snow line or what's, what uh, yeah, I'm going to try to. So, so I abandoned that one, that route. Cause I got a permit in Yosemite, which, you know, I've never, I've, the Yosemite permitting system is super complicated and yeah. um, you know, you, you can do it way in advance or like a week in advance and you just kind of see what's open. And, but like, it doesn't, you have to know the trailhead. You have to like know the trailhead and where you want to camp. Um, and I don't, I've ne- you know, I don't know. So I find I found a cool trailhead that um, had a permit opening and it's it starts at like whatever Tuolumne is like 8,000 feet. So I'll be okay. fine for the first day, but I'll hit some stuff around 10,000. Actually, when we're done, I'm going to go to REI to buy some micro spikes. Cause I'll hit some, like I'll hit some snow patches at like 11,000 feet on some passes I want to mm-hmm. go over. So that'll be fun. But anyway, that's been my, so just like kind of going through my um, garage and, you know, I have a couple of backpacks I've never even used, you know, and I've been like, kind of, I've been the guy that's like tromping around the neighborhood with like boots and like a full backpack on just kind of trying to feel out, you know, okay, this, this feels good. You know, um, I, I'm going to go with an unproven pack. I have to. Yeah. Like I've gotten the only pack that's in our garage that's, that's had any use is my wife's pack and she won't let me use it. So, um, <laughs> uh, and like, we're the same size. So like I could, you know, but she's like, no dude, you're not using my pack. So, um, respect, but I, uh, yeah, they'll be fine. I mean, one of them is the, is the Osprey, um, what's the ether or whatever. Like it's a mm-hmm. big pack. It's like a 70 liter pack. I got it with the idea that I would, um, you know, we'd take one of our kids backpacking and I'd end up like, taking their stuff too that just never happened so um but it's it's just so freaking comfortable you know i'll only fill it like a third full so how many nights three and so wait so when you're gonna 
because you know by all accounts like you know the post-covid world national parks are are, be, are well attended, let's say. Yeah. Right? yeah so are, yeah. are you going to go at a different entrance so you can avoid some of some Well, of the... thankfully, no, there's Yosemite, you're, you're kind of hosed, but I'm not mm. going into the valley. Um, So that is like 90% of the traffic is into the valley. So Tuolumne Meadows has its own entrance and stuff. So like, uh, and Tuolumne Meadows Campground, which is like a 400 person um, campground. Yeah. Is uh closed for the summer while they're like redoing stuff. So that will hopefully keep the traffic down. But mm-hmm. I'll have to leave here like, you know, four in the morning to get up there in time to get like a, my permit and get on the trail at a decent hour. You know, it kind of makes me think about like, I don't think it should be a surprising to anybody that I would probably take an opposing point of view on this. It, it seems like the kind of prevailing thought on the attendance of national parks is that it's like a bad thing. Like, the, oh, they're overrun. Mm-hmm. And I kind of take yeah. the same point of view like I did when I was talking about Speaker Guy, my episode I put up earlier this week about... I don't know. Like, it's a, I feel like national parks are almost like a starter adventure. I mean, it's places where people can go when they, if you, especially you know where to go, but like people going to Yosemite are probably all, those people are all going to the same place in Yosemite. Yeah. And shouldn't we all have a little bit of a, isn't it still ultimately better? Yes, there are some bad apples there, but isn't it ultimately better that people are going to national parks and yeah. aren't the national parks probably the one spots that are like able to handle that level of like that have the infrastructure to be able yeah. to handle that, that, I mean, does that make I sense? I think so. I mean, I, especially Yosemite, like Yosemite to me, the Valley at, at least like we kind of, I don't know if this is ever the intention, but the way I think of Yosemite Valley is like, okay, that's like, that's, that's just for people. Like that's it. That like, right. It won't, at one point, I'm sure it was like mind-bendingly amazing to go in there without all the infrastructure now. But like that's that place is gone. You know, like it's it's it, that is for people, and that's yeah. fine. You know, it's like a great, it's it's like it was designed for it. I mean, it's it's a perfect place to go if you're not comfortable in the mountains, and it, it's awe-inspiring. And it gets you know, if you want to leave it, you can. If you want to do big stuff, you can. But for the most part, most people don't, and that's great, and that's fine. Like I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I do think it would be nice, like. I was surprised to see the reservation system isn't happening anymore. Um, like, yeah, even la- even earlier this year, you still needed reservations to get into the to the, to drive in. And I wish you did because that's really nice. We go we go to Yosemite every year, and it's really nice when there's uh, a reservation system, just because it's a little bit less. It's easier to get around. But mm-hmm. that's it. I don't care. I mean, the, I I already know that. Well, the quota system is great in the backcountry, so like it won't be crowded in the backcountry because you can, yeah. only, you know, only like five people a day can leave from certain trailheads. So like, well, that's that kind of what I mean, right? Great. I mean, like, you know, I've, you know, I've been, you go to Paradise and Rainier, right? And the parking lot's full, and but most people, same thing, or it's like going to the South Rim of the Grand Canyon. Like most people don't walk down into the canyon, and the, yeah. and the rim's a mess. You know, I've been at Cadillac Mountain in Acadia. You know, everyone drives to the top of Cadillac Mountain, but if you go as a few minutes down the road, I think it's like the Southwest Harbor. There's like nobody there, and it's gorgeous. You know, and it's like this incredible main coast and everything. So I don't know. I just I think there there are probably a lot of ways you could address it like you're saying but then there's also plenty of ways once you're in to like go experience the park without the crowds right mm-hmm. the, the valley is a good point i mean if you're in the valley you're either a tourist or you're a climber walking up to go climb one of the big faces right i mean and the valley's not good. even that cool i mean the va- it's fine like it's it's amazing if you've never been i mean it, it's obviously a, a, an incredible place but it's not it's at like 4500 feet like it's not right. you're not even in the mountains i mean it's cool to right. granite towering over you but i mean that's that's not high you know and so yeah this uh, everything up uh, but twelve meadows is so gorgeous, and I, you know, I my all my mountain experience was never in Yosemite because it always always felt like it was too crowded. So uh, this would be fun for me to actually get back and see some of the things I've always wanted to see, and it's cool because I can, you know, it's not that far from my usual stopping grounds, which is Emigrant Wilderness. If I just kept walking north, I'd hit that eventually. Well, fun. you mentioned uh, 
so hiking. So I was up there, I was hiking and I, I thought of you cause I was wearing my ultra lone, ultra lone peaks as hikers. And I kind of, I've only ever run in them. And I, I think they kind of suck as a hiking shoe, which I mean, I know I'm in the minority of that. Cause it's like the go-to like through hiker shoe right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it was the outsole or maybe I just haven't really hiked that much since I was more of a trail runner previously, previous to my latest knee surgery, <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying trail runners. I'm saying the ultra those particular specifically. ones. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of sucked as a hiker. Well, those things are opinion. so squishy and soft. I mean, I don't, that's why I don't, that's why I love yeah. to wear them around town, but they, I think of them as like outdoor slippers. I, um, I, so I'm I'm trying to break in these giant Zamberlins. I sent you that picture. Um, they're so they're so badass. But like I was thinking of you yesterday because I'm I'm coming. My town has all these like little trails that go up from. Uh, we're in a valley and there's hills on both sides. So there's a lot of like trails between houses and stuff that you can like mm-hmm. take to get from one block to another. So I'm just kind of going up and down these little trails in my neighborhoods. Um, and like these boots, like the reason that you have these boots is for like downhill. Like it is so. Oh, yeah. It, it, it like saves your knees. It saves your quads. Like you're not slipping. Like you just feel so like grounded when you're just going secure. downhill. Yeah. God, it's great. Like I can't, I just cannot fathom. Yeah. They're big, you know, but I cannot imagine like backpacking in, in trail runners ever again. I just, I just can't, I just don't get it. Well, the, the one thing that made me think of this too was so, and I want to, I have a, I have a rock fight to pick on my trip with a, with a retailer. I don't know if I should say the name of the retailer. I don't know if that'd be nice. We, we, you can be decide in a second, but when I was in the store, I noticed, and this is in Bishop, uh, California, which is, you know, right at the foot of the Eastern Sierra there. I didn't see a single ultra in there, but there's a lot of, uh, Topo, Topo Athletics and the oh, yeah. Ventra shoe and which has, which use Vibram mouthsoles. So it's almost, and they have a little bit of a drop versus zero drop on the ultra. So it was like a four millimeter drop, I think on the run venture with a Vibram mouthsole. And I'm wondering if like that is just a little more that grip maybe even yeah, probably right. So I think I'm going to give those a shot. <laughs> well, we complain about this retailer. So I, so so I'm heading up the Bishop and the whole thing is like, where's the snow line, right? Like, where are you going to run in the snow? And I had made a plan to go up, uh, just near Mammoth Lakes and do, it was like a 13 mile loop. And I'm like, you're aware that, by the way, you're aware that you can look, you can just see that in Gaia, right? Yeah, no, I know. But it's also like, you know, just kind of curious anecdotally, right? Like what are people saying? What have you, has anybody done this lately? It's like, oh, it's great. Or no, you don't want to go there. That kind of thing. And so, and, and I was totally willing to just go and throw caution to the wind, who cares? But at the same time, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll go to a, I'll go to a retailer. Cause you know, I remember, I remember when I worked out to a retail, one of my favorite parts were people coming in. Oh, where are you headed? Oh man, I was mm-hmm. up there last weekend. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Or, oh, actually this don't go there or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, I have this experience where I walk into the store and, and <laughs> this is crack of, yeah. Cause I was immediately taken back to my retail days and trying to like diagnose exactly what was happening. So I walk in and there's a guy, three guys behind the counter and the one guy kind of catches my eye, but immediately looks away. Ooh. Right. So he doesn't want anything to do with me. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, all right, this guy, I mean, you know, it was like four in the afternoon. Yeah, it could be end of his day. Yeah. End of his day. He's like, fuck, this guy's coming in. He wants to do, he, he wants a full backpacking kit. I don't have two hours to kill with this guy. You know, I'm just going to lay low and get out of here. Like, all right, no worries. Nobody else says anything to me. So I start walking around the store, great looking store, all the stuff you'd expect to see in an awesome outdoor store, right? The, uh, the foothills of a major mountain range. So and still no one talking to me. So I'm like, I'm going to go to the footwear section. The footwear section is like the action on, on an outdoor retailer, right? Nobody leaves you alone in the footwear section. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. the best place to work if you're working at a dealer or whatever. Go over there. That's where I make my observation about like, oh, they got a lot of topos, no ultras. That's interesting. Also, no bedrocks. 
I was like, that's disappointing, mm. but whatever. Seems like a, <laughs> so, that really seems like a bedrock town to me. That's what I thought. I mean, they had, they have Chacos and you know, everything else. I probably had some Keens. So again, no one comes up and says anything to me. So I look over and the guys are still all behind the counter. So I just start kind of wandering towards the counter. Nobody picks their head up. They're all just kind of looking. And like, I mean, it was it literally like, am I visible right now? Am I a spirit? Like, like this is this is like retail 101. You, you, you had some look about you. I, I must have. And yeah, maybe it's me. Maybe, you know, like this, like they don't want to deal like, oh, this is the, I don't know. This is that guy that we don't want to deal with. But whatever. I'm sorry. I'm in your story. Did they, you look, like, hello. Did they look like outdoor dudes? They did. They looked like white okay. outdoor dudes yeah right now they were doing stuff the one guy was like unpacking a box or whatever but there's no one else in the store they were not busy okay so uh you know i'm like all right well so i walk right up to him i go hey guys i'm gonna ask you the question you probably already gotten a thousand times a day now i know this makes me an asshole for trying to be funny but whatever i go and i'm like where's the snow and they kind of like oh yeah yeah kind of laugh no answer. No, like not even like, <laughs> not even like giving me like the stock response. Like, what are you telling everybody? And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I heard it's a lot. Like, you know, I'm actually thinking of going up to this one area near the mammoth crest. And the one guy goes, oh, actually that'd probably be okay. Cause it's really exposed. It's probably melted out. So I'm like, all right, so I'll engage with this guy. So I, I don't know. I said something to him just again, like zero response. And so, and like, just clearly wanted me to just move on. Now, I, the thing that bothers me about this is like, even if I, I don't think I was being a dick, but maybe I was, but if it, <laughs> even if I was, how do you know I wasn't there to buy it a complete like backpacking kit? Well, they don't give right? a fuck. They don't own the store. They don't want you to buy it. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know, man. It was just really disappointing. So then, then I moved on down the street to another outdoor store and it was awesome. <laughs> and I walked in much smaller store. Guys, huh. me like, hey man, what's going on? I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just in town to do some hikes. Oh, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm down south. Oh man, I'm from down there too. You know, like totally engaging. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna head this way. He's like, yeah, you're gonna run into snow wherever you go. It's just that year. You know, I'm like, okay, thanks, man. And I walked out the that's, door. And it was that great. is that's interesting <laughs> that you can have that like two different experiences like that. I wonder what that's about. I mean, it's got to be hard. I don't know. Maybe not in a place like Bishop, but. I've noticed even just around here, you know, as it becomes harder and harder to afford to live here without a yeah. professional salary, like I don't expect much, you know, yeah. when I go in and like ask questions about anything, you know, cause I feel like I, no, no, I, maybe that makes me sound like an asshole, but you know, I'm just, it's like, it's, there's not a ton of like, I feel like there, there was a time where you could be like a pretty high functioning, you know, person who could be doing a million things, but you love Bishop yeah. and you love the outdoors. So you're going to work there for a while. Whereas like, I don't know if you find that anymore. <laughs> you know, like no, you might be right. I just feel like you're in a mountain town. Like people are coming yeah. here to do this stuff. You know, you should probably be prepared for these kinds of questions. Uh, whether that is, that is wild. I mean, that's kind of, that's like a big part of what the service are. Well, that's what you're supposed to like, right? Like that's why you like the independent store. I mean, that's why you're like going to an REI shop like, or something, yeah. you know, it's like, I want to go yeah. in and like chat with you about like the waves or whatever. And you know, I, I don't usually have, I mean, REI is fine. It's like, you know, it's like the C plus outdoor store. You can get whatever you need there. It's reliable. And occasionally you run into somebody who really knows what they're talking about. It's not my favorite place to shop, but I think the specialty stores are like, that's usually the difference is like the people who work at the specialty stores are usually the more like core outdoor. Well, also, people. yeah. Like, so where I, in where I grew up in, in San Luis Obispo, there, um, there used to be, it's my all time favorite. It's funny. I don't even know if it was that good, but in my mind, it was the best. It was my all-time yeah. favorite gear store. It was called the Granite Stairway. I think there might have been two at some point, but it, um, awesome place, like exactly what you would want, like an independent building with nothing around it, um, but close to downtown. It had like this cool painting of like a guy like climbing a mountain on the side of it. 
Uh, it was Classic. kind of intimidating when you didn't, you know, well, I don't know what's going on in there, you know, and like ropes yeah. in the windows and stuff. But when I, um, I bought my first, um, boots there and, uh, ever. And like, uh, I went in and talked to the guy for a really long time that owned it. And he was so awesome, you know, and like, I was like, look, man, I'm, I, I, I just got this job with the national park service. I've gone hiking and backpacking a little bit, but not much. I'm going to be in the Sierra for like three months. Help me, you know? Right. And, and he was like, boom. And like hooked me up with stuff that I kept for years. He was so great. But then I like, I had to go pick something up at a place called mountain air sports, which is also very cool. It's in slow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's also like a little regional thing. And like, but all the dudes that work there, like go to Cal poly, you know, like they're, they right. like to do stuff, but they're, you know, it's not like their life, you know, it's not that they don't own it. And, you know, just was like kind of the same experience that you described. And I remember just that one time though, kind of negatively colored that. Like I never went back to mountain air sports <laughs> just because I was yeah. like, eh, they don't seem like they really care. Even though I'm sure that's not true. It's still there today. Grant Stairway is gone. Well, and but, maybe, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe it's, you know, they get so many people in there that it's just kind of like they'll wait for the, me to say, hey, I need help. And then they'll gladly pitch in. You know, I don't know. But uh, or it's always a... busy. And you you walked in when they had like five minutes to themselves. <laughs> right. I mean, like I used to Could like, be. God, I was a bartender for years and like it it was not had nothing to do with you. Sometimes you'd come in and I'd be like, hell yeah. You want to taste every beer we have? We have a hundred beers. Let's taste them all. Well, let me tell you everything about everything. <laughs> oh, the fish and chips are great. Like, here's how we do it. Come meet the chef. Like sometimes yeah, right. it would be like that. <laughs> Other times I just glare at you like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Right. right now? Get right. the fuck out. So it's like, eh, how do you know? Well, let's talk about some outdoor headlines. Before we do, let's talk about Gear Trade because that's our sponsor of the podcast. Since 1999, Gear Trade has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. Unnew is that part of their official? That's their copy? that's their unnew. thing. Unnew. All right. Wait, did you check by the way for micro spikes on Gear Trade before you need run to uh, REI? No, they've been on there. They like didn't have my sound. You're right. You're right. I do, but I like. I'm going to enjoy going into REI and talking to them about it. I'm okay, like all right. forward to this experience. You're going to get some kid and be like, I don't know what micro spikes are. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But you know you have that jacket pack or tent that's been left out of your last few adventures. You should load them all in a box and let Gear Trade sell it for you. They'll even send you a box and a shipping label. And Justin Hausman will help his kids turn that box into a little car. Yeah, that's right. It's easy to. It's that easy to get cash money for all the stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com. Click on the Sell Your Stuff tab to learn more. Uh, so some headlines from the outdoor industry this week. I talked about one. I, I want to just get your your gut reaction because we've talked about mountain bike expansions before. Outdoor Research this week, well, last week, announced that they're expanding into mountain bike with a, a mountain bike apparel line. I, and I spoke about it on, on a solo pod earlier this week. Did you see that? Did you have any initial thoughts? Were you, were you kind of I got aligned any, with I got I the I got the press release or the public relations email and I didn't open it because frankly... I don't care. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's good. I've, I'm sure it's good. I love outdoor research. I think they make Me great too. stuff. I just don't, don't need anything from it. I can't fathom what they could possibly be doing. That's like worth, uh, me commenting on. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'll like the colors or whatever. I, I, I like their stuff is great, but I, it, it will be fine. It will plenty. absolutely be fine. Yeah. And my conclusion is like, that will be like, again, a year from now, you, you search outdoor apparel on like REI.com and it'll be like the second page. It'll be like outdoor research, bike shorts, you know, just be another I mean, thing. There's, there's probably a reason like, I, like, I guess, right. Like they, they, they're yeah, a big money. company. Like, I, <laughs> well, right. But I mean, like they, they probably are. Oh, here's a niche. Like, I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know what it could be. I should probably look at it to see. Maybe there is something, maybe it's like, are you going to ride your bike to the crag here by, cause I mean, they've always been kind of climbing focused to me or at least partially. So if you look at the way they describe it in the release, it's just other, it's just mountain bike stuff. Right. 
And it's just like, well, oh, people are already using our stuff mountain biking, and now we're going to tailor it to them specifically. It's like... You know, I uh, two, I have two thoughts about that. One, I don't even really wear mountain bike specific stuff very often. You don't need to. <laughs> two, two uh, you, you know, they just hired somebody who used to work for Pearl Izumi. You know, it's not like they like came, they just, they guarantee whoever's designing their stuff comes from a mountain bike brand. Oh, sure. So it's yeah. like, it's going to be, this, you know, like, uh, so yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I ride in jorts, which, you know, yeah, I guess they're mountain bike specific in the sense they have some stretch in them, but I mean like, or, or just like light shorts. I have some mountain bike shorts, but they're like too long. You know, I don't know. They're, I don't always, I rarely wear them. I never wear any mountain like bike specific shirts ever. There's probably, uh, I don't know if there's a category and I'm including hiking in this actually. That's, a, that's just more, is democratic the word? Like just more accepting of anyone who shows up. We, you and I spoke about this. Oh, Anybody's listening to the, our podcast for the first time, go back and listen to our conversation. When Kitspo went out of business, we talked about when Rab launched their l- line of mountain biking apparels. We've, this is well-trod ground for Justin and I, but the, I made a point in the solo pod about Anybody can roll into the mountain bike ride. You can be there in your jorts and I could come in fully kitted out like in spandex and we might make fun of each other, but we go ride and nobody would care. Right. And and both are perfectly. I get why people ride in mountain bike stuff. I totally understand. I just, I've, I've done it and realized I don't really care enough and I don't really want multiple sets of clothes. I think I've, as a hiker, I've commented on other people's hiking stuff. I've had my stuff commented on like, oh, you're wearing that from this person. I can't recall rolling up to a mountain bike ride and have anybody like, oh, you're wearing the new uh, outdoor research, you know, hoodie. You gotta think. <laughs> it's like, gotta, I'm sure that that must happen. Somewhere. I'm sure it does, but not like it does. You like know, it does with roadies. You know, it does with roadies. Totally. Totally. I think it'd be bigger news if they said they were breaking into the road world. Like that would be different. Mm-hmm. Like, like there you have to have a real point of view. And so the whole thing coming back to, and we talked about before is like, we don't need it. We're served. We have all the stuff we need. Now this morning, just this morning, before we got on on this uh, to record this podcast, I saw a release about Saleva. Is it Saleva? Saleva. Saleva. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see the progressive no. trekking collection? No. Okay. So I my I need my knee jerk was like, is this another one? Are we going to do this again? But this was actually pretty cool based on the press release. Uh, I'm gonna look at it while it's you're talking to me. Featuring it's uh it's it's the progressive trekking collection for the spring summer 24 season featuring products made from natural fibers for newcomers and veteran adventurers they're combining new fibers uh natural fibers including hemp and merino wool with some synthetic and it's all focused on like trekking like not backpacking hiking like more product you know that if i'm imagining uh more travel based right or you know on foot travel versus backcountry yeah. you know or like safety. you might be traveling well i don't really know what trekking means yeah, it's a little gray, but the fact that they're leaning into the natural yeah. fibers, right. like that, I think that's worth talking about. And that's interesting to me. Like that's something you totally. and I have talked about the natural fiber thing. It's like, okay, what are you going with this? That's different. And that's newsworthy because there's not a lot of different when it comes to outdoor apparel. Well, plus, well, I was going to say, you're right. You're totally right. I mean, I was Saliva makes epic stuff. <laughs> I really like it. They make good. I have a couple of their pieces and I like them a lot. Well, I've only ever had their shoes, but, uh, interesting but i agree it's like at least they're doing something that i well it's like they're i mean it's still a they're like here's a category we can like you know be be one of the first in so it's, i mean it's obviously still like a money thing but um it's definitely a money thing like i'm not gonna see like i want to see the pieces and be like okay there's no really, trekking is a bullshit term too here i don't know but the fact is the going heavy on natural fibers and almost taking that's a little in the face of the traditional outdoor market you know yeah. To say we're leaning no, into totally, natural fibers. Totally. Um, 
beyond Marino, obviously. Everybody does Marino, but it's such a wild um, photo on the press release I'm looking at. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird tech wear guy or something yeah, like, like that. A bucket, yeah, with like a bucket hat. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, people little, are really trying to get to bring bucket hats back. I they're feel like they're so trying a little hard. too hard. <laughs> I want to run another headline I saw to you. Um, I, I, I want to run another headline I saw by you. And this was on Footwear News. And the headline is, Running retailers are sprinting into the pickleball category. Oh my what, god! What do you think about pickleball? I don't I, know. I've so I played I played tennis like competitively when I was younger. So yeah. I love I love tennis. I love the game. I'm sure pickleball. It has to be fun. I mean, like I've never seen anything like this. Like it's just sweeping the world. So it's it's got to be fun. It keeps showing uh, up in all these outdoor like news aggregates. You know, so it like seems it's silly to me. It seems right? like why don't you just play tennis, especially if you're fit? Like I don't. Well, it's easier. I mean, the thing is, you like, can you play tennis? I can't remember. No, you play, no, I've never been. To okay, tennis you could you could go play pickleball. Like that you can walk sense. out there and you could play pickleball. Like whereas like and like you and I could probably hit the ball back and forth and have a good time. Whereas like if you we went to go hit tennis balls, I'd leave in thirty seconds. Right. You know? Even so, like, like you don't know what you're doing because I'm be. This is not fun for me. So right. like I, I I get that aspect of it, but I I don't I'm not I'm not interested in playing pickleball in, in any way shape or. form. Yeah, it says pickleball was America's fastest growing sport in 2022. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I keep seeing it on sporting goods media and outdoor media. Like, that keeps getting covered by these outdoor outlets. And it's so just like... They, it they just, need to make pickleball-specific shoes? I mean, this is that's well, so fucked. That's it, right? And they said uh, Christina Henderson, who's the executive director of The Running Event, which is a big running trade show, if you're not familiar, said running stores are starting to diversify what they're selling. The people who go to run their local 5Ks and that type of thing are also doing yoga and hiking and now they're playing pickleball, which I mean, that's, you know, runners have always done other things, but there's a retailer they highlight on here who expanded into the building next to him with a pickleball court because like the sell, the, they're selling so many shoes, but no, like pickleball hard. specific shoes. <laughs> yes. Why would you need that? You don't even really need tennis specific shoes. I mean, I, I had them, but they didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like when cross trainers were a thing back in the 90s. Yeah. It's like, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, you and I are doing a bikepacking trip this fall. Maybe when I come up to the bay to hang out with you, we should go play pickleball in the morning before we go out on our bikes. I totally, to sim- it's funny. Like, I, I, I kind of sympathize. At first, I thought it was ridiculous, but most of the things I hear about pickleball are people annoyed at how loud it is. So, like, it happened. Mm. Like, I'm sure you have you heard this? This is like a no. big problem. Like, this is a huge problem in a lot of like urban areas where like a pickleball area gets set up or like someone puts pickleball courts in like a tennis court zone that no one ever really played at before. And now it's just that like, fuck, 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 fuck sound of like pickleball, like <laughs> thing back and forth and like people yeah. are losing their shit. And I, it's, and I can sort of imagine that that probably does kind of suck. So that's, that to me is, I, I, I kind of sympathize with the people that are like, dude, you can't bring a pickleball thing into my little neighborhood because I'll, I'll never get any work done. Yeah. But, I, I'm with you. My, my knee jerk reaction, not even as a tennis player is like, okay, we have, Table tennis, you have ping pong, like great, the in-home version of it. And then you have tennis. Why do we need this in-between thing? It's for, I mean, it, it, the whole point is that it's easier to play if you don't have very good mobility. Like that's why it's a thing. It's like an yeah, it's it like old man like, tennis, right? Yeah, it was started. I think that's like why it started. It was like older people that couldn't move around that well could play pickleball. It's on ESPN. I saw some like doubles pickleball tournament on ESPN. Um which how good could you possibly be? That sport didn't exist two years ago. So and now it's already on ESPN. Like I'm pretty sure I could probably play with the best tickle pickleball player in the world. Right? We'll sponsor you. Like how hard? Like I I I mean I don't think I'd win, but like I think I'd probably hold my own just fine. I've yeah. never even held a pickleball racket or paddle, whatever it's called. I I don't 
my knee jerk is to be just be an absolute hater on this, but it's getting harder and harder to go there. Why does it have to like, be called pickleball? If it's called, <laughs> well, that like, is a good question. Like no matter what that game is, it's going to, I'm not going to respect it with a name like pickleball. Right. It sounds, I accidentally said pickleball earlier and that's what I'm going to call it from now on. <laughs> I know we have a whole other podcast to record, but I, I got to look up pickleball on Wikipedia and to see if there's, you know, it started uh-huh. in 1965. Uh-huh. The game was created in 19, on Bainbridge Island where you were just up there. Huh. They had a pickleball uh, the, court at the Airbnb. How funny is that? So I didn't realize that. That's the name of the game became Pickleball after I said it reminded me of the pickle boat and crew where oarsmen were chosen from the leftovers of other boats. What? You like other you're not good at tennis so you can play this? That, like you're the okay, leftover. This makes more athlete. sense. So these are the founders of the Pritchard family, apparently, are the ones who started playing. They said uh, other sources say that in Pickleball was derived from the name of the Pritchard's family dog, Pickles. That makes more so sense. That would make more sense. I, uh, it, sick, it sickens me that running shoe companies are making pickleball shoes. I mean, or the, I don't know if running shoe it's the retailers that are carrying them. And I mean, you know, if they're going to carry other things oh, besides running shoes, way. it's uh, ah, it's just interesting. I don't know. I guess I, you know what? I guess at this, point, I'm, I'm finally reached the point where I'm going to have to try play, playing pickleball so I can form an opinion on it because I feel like I've just hated it instinctively. Uh, I guess I can't do that anymore. But you already like you know exactly how much fun it will be. You know exactly. It'll I don't be like, know. Maybe, maybe it's more fun than we think. Maybe it's awesome. How? I played tennis and I played ping pong a lot. Like I, I'm pretty sure. It's like... Yeah. Well, I guess maybe we'll have pickleball corner every week. We'll get up with the where the latest mm-hmm. stories in pickleball in the outdoor media. Is what, we'll see we'll, how we'll fast I can here. become a professional pickleball player. I would I love mean, that. Let's please make that happen. Be can't hilarious. Be that, really can't be that hard. I want like six weeks from now to be like, hey, I can't come on the pod anymore. I'm uh, I'm going yeah. on tour. I've already I've already made it. <laughs> Ranked third. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if anybody who plays pickleball out there would be so mad at us having this conversation. It's really fucking hard, you know. <laughs> no, it's not. I'll play challenge me. Come, come. There's a pickleball court in my town. Come play me. Keeping it with footwear, are you aware of the wrong shoe theory? No. It is a uh it's taking over on TikTok, apparently. It's about picking the wrong shoes. It's a you know, it's 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 wearing, it's wearing picking out an outfit and then picking the exact wrong shoe to wear with hmm. it. And if you watch some of these TikToks, you have these kind of like female influencers wearing really nice dresses and they have on like New Balance dad shoes. So I wanted to bring this up because I immediately thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I get why you would, but I, I, no, I can't because I won't wear the wrong. I'll wear brightly colored fucked up shoes, but I won't wear like the wrong kind of shoe for like the pants I'm wearing. I think you need to get in on this on this trend, man. You know, like you could wear... Like that stuff always works better on hot model on a, like hot fashion chicks. That doesn't really work on like dudes. That was what I was gonna say. Like the, the, the women who I, I watched some of these TikToks, I'm like, you could wear anything and it'd be fine. Be They're also fine. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a like fine line between, theory. you know, like what's okay and what's not okay when it comes to fashion. I did see like a fashion dude in San Francisco the other day wearing like two different color shoes. Not like a like like a hip hop look where sometimes they'll yeah. wear like two different color shoes. This is like a full on like works in crypto or like tech or something. And he had like two like high top weird zipped up shoes and a black one and a, and a white one. And I kind of wanted to stop and ask him about it. <laughs> but why, why he was, why he chose Just kind of like, what's like, what's on. up? Yeah. But no, he just he probably eh, I probably wasn't a lot of thought. I mean, I was probably wearing a, a lot of thought. Lord knows what I was wearing. I was taking my daughter to the doctor, so I was probably, you know. Last thing I wanted to bring up with you, um, and I, so I'm really close to this topic, so I wanted to kind of see what um somebody in your position thinks. So Prima Loft announced a whole expansion of like fabrics that they're that they're they're selling now to to dealers and okay. as someone who worked in the ingredient 
brand the ingredient brand space. I'm, I I, I always notice these things. What's that? Ingredient? Ingredient? Well, okay, you may have answered my question. Because um, like I remember, so the story, PolarTech has a, a fabric platform called Alpha, which is active insulation. And it's yeah, like, I remember that. a whole thing. Right. And it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, but at the same time, I remember there was like, some coverage in some outdoor media and they got something completely wrong about oh, it. Yeah. This is when I was working at PolarTech. And I got so mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, we gotta like, we gotta call them or whatever. My my boss is like, kept it completely in perspective. He's like, dude, you're like one of five people in the world who really knows that. Yeah, I, I, I've gotten so many of those emails. That's not what it does. This is right. or whatever, you know. So so many times. What we did learn though is that, especially outside of the U.S., um, having the label right, having the Polartech label in the garment, regardless of what it was for, whether it was the main fabric or component or whatever, really did help on sell through people, yeah. right. And I always went to, especially working outdoor retail, people coming in all the time, picking up a Gore-Tex shell and saying, oh, well, this will keep me warm, right? Not really understanding even what Gore-Tex right. is. And if there's an right. ingredient brand that has name recognition, it's Gore-Tex. So right. as someone who tests gear, someone who's into this, you're, you're going out on backpacking trips, you're, you're the, all these things, do ingredient brands really matter? Um, uh, in, only in the way that you just mentioned, like if, if, if I, it's hard because I don't, it's hard because I don't buy these things. So I'm going to have to go well, from... I think that's even better, though, because it's okay. like, what if it shows up and you see the label? There, uh, so so like if, if uh, call, you know, Colin True Outdoors sends me something like, will you check this out? I'm like, sure. And it shows up and there's nothing. And, and like, I don't really... It's, maybe it feels synthetic. It feels like nylon. It feels like something I'm used to or something. But it doesn't have any any recognizable ingredient. It's funny. I've never heard that term before. And I, mm. I wouldn't necessarily use it to describe it. Why, do you, why not materials? What's well, so the the ingredients? Well, material. So this is, is a, text, is this is a ingredient. I would just would think of ingredients, food. But anyway, it, I get what you're. It, uh, so if somebody, if it doesn't have like a like a recognizable to me thing, like like Primo Loft or Polar Tech, right? Which really the only two I can think of on the top of my head that do like insulation and or you know uh, performance fabrics. I, I I would probably be skeptical about bringing it somewhere where I think where I thought that being pre- like te- like prepared properly would be uh if i wasn't i might have a really bad trip like i probably wouldn't bring something like that so, so there's an immediate legitimacy when you yes, see those tags yes. and but labels. i but uh, but like i don't that's about where it stops right like i'm aware right. of like gore like actual gore-tex and then gore-tex whatever infinium or whatever the the white label stuff that's not actually waterproof that's just kind of right whatever I, I, yeah. you know so like i'm aware that there's a difference there and so i, I wouldn't wear the kind that isn't waterproof if i needed a waterproof garment but uh as far uh, other than that I don't, i'm not gonna like split hairs about what it's made from or what it's supposed to do right. you know like like I, I it's too complicated and and frankly i can't ever tell the difference ever you know i mean i've i i doubt that there's anyone who's like tried more of these sorts of things than i have over the past like five years it's like we talk about all the time for the most part it all works fine and i cannot yes. tell you the difference between something from prima loft or polar tech or whatever i don't know I think it goes back to even Gore. I mean, Gore is they were they've been doing it the longest. They've done it the best in terms of just making sure people know that they are, exist, even if they don't know what it does. And I always went to so Gore Tex is relies on moisture vapor transfer. It's not actually breathable. There's no air permeability, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you know, and and, and it's like even if you have something that is air permeable, if you have Gore Tex on it, the people are going to buy the Gore Tex. You know, this is my point. Even on waterproof shoes, it's like. Do you even care that the shoes are waterproof or do you care that there's a Gore-Tex label on it? Well, that like the shoe one's interesting because like a lot of the shoes I have aren't Gore-Tex anymore because all the shoe companies have their own membrane. So, you know, right. it's Danner Dry or it's Keen Dry or whatever. Yep. And, it's like, I, and they all look exactly the same to me when I, you can see the membrane in there. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, 
for all I know, Gore-Tex sells it to them and they just call it what they want. I don't know how it works, you know, but yeah, uh, I think this even goes back to the outdoor research thing where it's a little of people are get so into like what could work or what, what people demand on the consumer side. And it's like, you know, 85% of what you sell is going to be to some like, you know, guy just walking into an REI and be like, Oh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I it's so, I mean, yeah. Prima Loft and Polar Tech don't need to, for, I mean, other than, I guess, because capitalism demands that they like move into new <laughs> areas. Like they don't need to invent anything else. We're good. Like we're that's, fine. Yeah. That's a big one. And that's also back to the Raptor research thing is it's like, it's, it, it's all un, until you can kind of say we are claiming to have made something truly different. But we kind of like, make. I guess, I guess, you know, it's hard and unless it, it's, you're presented with it, maybe it's impossible to imagine, but like, I, unless you're going to come up with some kind of like biodegradable thing, uh, there we're we i think i think we're there like i think we've yep. got what we need like you can't make jackets any lighter yep you know like you can't i guess i guess you could have like some spray like a, maybe an aerosol where you just spray yourself and now you're wearing a jacket like i don't know yeah. what else you could do so really short of and i think biodegradable would be incredible so short of something like that like the next there, the next big no innovation reason to, to innovate it's fine like yep. you've, you've done it you've figured you cracked the code like we're warm well, got, we're it was in the Thanks. 90s that a lot of these things were conceived yeah. of and invented and there been some iterations since then but there's yeah. nothing really new since then yeah no the next big the, the next big material breakthrough is on the green side of things mm -hmm. right and yeah we told that it's like any i mean everything from tech it's like people forget that like we've only even had like technological innovation in the way in like consumer goods for like 70 years like for the most part everything was always the same and then yep. like now space age materials come in but you kind of exhaust that pretty quick like right right you know like the surfboard has looked exactly the same since 1982 you know like like there's no like the material like you can you can put some new materials in it uh that you know maybe different kinds of foams and stuff like that but like they're no different you know and it's like <laughs> the changes that we argue about with surfing are like so minute nobody can even tell so Aaron, there's a message for you outdoor research if you would just put out a press release being like pretty press release being like you know hey yeah, we're gonna have some mountain bike stuff too. We figure we should, you know. Well, that, that, honestly, like, fine. Okay. You know, like or like <laughs> people uh, people dig our branding, people dig our logo, yeah. people dig our colors. So we figured, fuck it, you know. Why not? Cool. We should add this instead yeah. of being like, well, we're we're bringing the thing that people want from outdoor research. Like, I don't. Who was asking? Who called or you? Or like up and talk like, some oh shit. God. You know, like like I'm helping <laughs> out. I'm helping a friend with his. I do copywriting for my friend's wetsuit company, and like they get a little cagey if I'm like try to try to talk shit. It's like you know what? Who like. You know, talk shit. Uh, let me let Please. me talk. Let me let me. You know, if outdoor retailer or, or outdoor research was just like, you think Perlazumi is good? Well, you're a fucking idiot, and here's why. And like, whatever, and make yeah. stuff up. Like Pit Viper is so good at this sort of thing. Like, just have a brand. Like, have an actual like, right? Pump up the rest of your line. Like, we are the best at this, and now we're gonna be the best at this because we're already the best at these other things. These other guys, these, these cycling brands, they just do. Well, they, like they we know you, we jerseys. know what you're doing. We know that you're just yeah. like, uh, well, me too. You know, so at least at least like have a at least <laughs> right. you know, like I would I would stand behind. Like I own a pair of Pit Vipers. They're not very good, but they're they're like social media shit is so funny to me. And so go on point that it's like I'll support that, and. You know, like I would do the same with like regular clothes, you know, like if you want to make a company that's all about like just shitting on Patagonia or whatever for, cause you think it's funny, I'll, I'll, I'd look into that, you know, it's, a, it's not a new playbook either, by the way. I mean, why do people like relate, you know, to Nike and to these brands who like, not that they, they talk shit, but it's like the, the people who assert themselves and make yeah. you like resonate with the brand are the ones you want to go buy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, mm -hmm. all right. Well, that's all I got for today. You have any, uh, any parting thoughts? Don't buy the new Land Cruiser. Just don't, don't, oh. if you're, don't do that. Don't. Okay. Why not? I mean, 
I just there's you know another article in Outside Magazine about how you should buy the new Land Cruiser, and I just like I'm just like sickened by the concept. Like, who wrote it? Who wrote the article? Well, you know who wrote it. And it's not <laughs> even about like I don't even care about that. I can't read it. I don't. I've exhausted my free limit, you know. But like, I I don't need to. It's just it's just like it's all over every every possible outdoor site about the new Land Cruiser, and it's like first of all. They discontinued the Land Cruiser like two years ago. It's not even like it's been a long time. Like it's not, it's not like it's been 50 years since there was a Land Cruiser. It's like it went away, it was gone for a year, now it's back and it looks different. And it's like, who gives a shit? It's the it's like, okay, it looks it's kind of angular, it looks a little more futury. Okay, it's got more, oh, more capabilities. Great. Cause the Land Cruiser before could climb, could drive from here to Mars. You know, like it doesn't need it didn't need to be more capable. And it's like it still costs a shit ton. It still gets horrible gas mileage. It's doing nothing for anyone. We don't need this. Nobody needs this. Like, just can we just stop doing this? Like, I'm just tired of it. Also, just you know, Toyota, just stop, just stop it. With the stop Tacoma, How, what's going on in Tacoma Land? Have you had any? I uh, any? No, I don't. I just it's I I I this shit used to be cool, and then everybody has it, and everybody wants it, and everybody does it, and it just cheapens it, and it makes it. My last trip, I, I was on. You know, like. Where I, I'm drive, you drive drive over this little mountain pass, and there's a million little dispersed campsites right off the highway that you could a Prius could handle. There's 30 feet from the road. These nice same thing on the east side, dirt things. You know? and, it's just, and it's like all of those are filled with Tacomas that are all jacked up with like <laughs> overland equipment and rooftop tents and all this sort of shit. And you're like, dude, I, I could ridden a bike to that or whatever. It's just right there. It's off the road. And then I go yeah. actual off roading to where I like to go camp. It's like a full size truck or two. None of these like toy things where people are you know it's like i only see those in the parking lots at the gas station and maybe you know maybe they were there for one night and they went way deep into nevada yeah totally you know maybe but it's still just i'm just tired of it and it's like i don't need to be like i i hate that every article is like look at how great the new land cruiser is why can't there be one that's like we didn't need this like don't what i'm saying just ignore it like why what's what's the where's the harm in that like I I mean AJ we don't really actually maybe I'll write about that we don't really do like daily web articles anymore so I don't have a platform for it but it's maybe like, that's a new uh, regular column in AJ you know Hausman's uh, what not to buy don't buy just, this thing or just think I mean I I, I don't do it it's, it's gnarly because like it, you know so many dudes are going to be so excited about it and think I'm a total asshole for saying it but no, but I that's just, I just don't see the point. No I think that's kind point. of what I'm getting at, like in terms of like what we talk about. And I feel like this is where we're at least backing up what we say we're going to do, because like you made the point a few weeks ago, there's like nine things to talk about in the outdoor industry. And I get it. You guys got to fill a million Internet clicks or whatever it is, the metrics you need to hit. But I want to be honest about the stuff that's out there. I don't think people are being honest. If it's just sort of no, like, no, I don't think people are being honest either. And frankly, if I saw that the new Land Cruiser came out and it was like, oh, wow, look, it has a it has a standard has center and rear locking diffs that's that's new that's great and told you about it you went out and bought it i'd feel like such a jerk but oh my god he just spent like sixty five thousand dollars on this thing Ugh. i'd feel really bad about it like i can't i can't imagine like pushing something like that on people that you know you know they don't need it like anyone who wants to buy that probably already has a four by four don't do it with justin hausman that's the uh there you go just sounds don't like do a it. winner that sounds like a winner <laughs> All right, we'll get off our soapbox for the day. We'll be back next week to complain about more things that are stupid. <laughs> Tell you what else to not do. Happy Friday. Uh, if you want to be featured on a future mailbag episode, we got our first mailbag up this week. We're going to do more. Justin and I are going to do one again in the future. Please send some questions, comments to myrockfight at gmail.com. Maybe, do you like Tacomas? Do you, do yeah, you like the please, new Land Please take, take me down a peg. Please. Wes Siler. Anybody. Send us some just... emails. Anybody take me down. Or you like pickleball, please. Oh, 
I want to hear about pickleball. You want to challenge me to pickleball. Right. Actually, I want to know why pickleball keeps getting featured in outdoor media. That's what I want to know. So send us anything over, myrockfight at gmail.com. We get enough emails, we'll do a whole episode that is just answering your emails. So send them over. Uh, For Justin Hausman, I'm Colin True. We'll see you next week. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.